WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 816, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Today is the 15th of March, and we have guests today in studio from the Rutherford County Library System, Director Rita Shacklett with us. How are you this morning? I'm fine, Scott. How are you? I'm good. And you brought with you the Community Development Chair. So what what does this mean? And, and by the way... Mark Crocker is his name, but but that <laughs> official you. title we had to do first. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, I found him wandering around outside, and so I felt sorry for him. But no, Mark is part of our uh, library foundation, our Rutherford County Library Foundation, and we developed a committee last year called the Community Development um, Committee that deals with fundraising and things like that. And so Mark agreed graciously, I hope. <laughs> I think to be the chair of that committee and uh, if you remember we started our first we had our first fundraiser last year a lively evening on Maine so now we're ready for our second and we can now say second annual fundraiser and so Mark's committee is what is in charge of that so we wanted to talk about that fundraiser coming up so tell yeah tell us I I guess first of all where is a fundraiser going to be and how does this help out the local library system Well, the fundraiser is scheduled for May the 7th. We're going to be going from 6 until 9 p.m. in the evening. We're going to be at Jonathan Harmon's house at 746 East Main Street in Murfreesboro. Does he know this yet? Uh, Yes, actually, he does. (laughs) (laughs) So at this upcoming event on East Main, what all is going to take place? Well, we're going to have a, a kind of a catered event. Uh, we're not going to have a real meal per se. We're going to have heavy hors d'oeuvres. We're going to have an open bar. We're going to have live music. We're going to have a great time. Okay. And that's what we're looking for. Um, we are trying to raise money to replace the bookmobile. Uh, Rita has informed us that the bookmobile died. Yeah, I understand it. it it's, yeah, you hadn't seen it around in a while, I, have you? I, you know, I used to be able to look out the back window yeah. near the station and see it parked out there, but mm. it's been a long time. It's It died several months ago, and so we're having to use the sedan and the van um, to keep our stops going. But we'd had it for 15 years, so we it had a good life, but it it's over. So we the, played taps. It was, it's gone. The, <laughs> the, the future bookmobile, what, what does that look like? It will be a little smaller than what we have had because the one we had was like 27, 29 feet long. Um, we're going to go with a little bit smaller because some of the stops that wanted us, we couldn't get the bookmobile in there because um, you have to maneuver. And you're talking school bus size almost. Um, and so we're looking at more of a, I guess, a church bus size, maybe 23 feet. Um, and it will be outfitted slightly differently um, so that we can change out collections easily and things like that to cater to the, to the specific stops each day. So unfortunately, it's hard to get things right now because of shipping and you know, supplies and all of that. So it's probably going to be at least a year from the time we order anything that we get a brand new one. We're also, we may potentially get a used one um, to service us in between 
and also give us an extra vehicle that we can handle more stops that way like a, a backup right. as well so, right uh, so it's going to be like a i guess a large church van type, yeah. type thing just outfitted differently it won't have all the seats in there and all of that it'll have shelves and things like that so. you know I, I noticed in the automotive world big vans are harder to come by these they days. are and even used vehicles you're getting more money for a lot of times what you paid or more than what you paid for it originally so yeah not bad a lot of folks are outfitting these uh, older vans mm-hmm. as as like campers right right so they is are, that what you're doing now I, i'm not doing that <laughs> but that not ready a, for that one yet be a fun project travel across the country <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it, a lot of folks are doing that so because of that i'm sure it, it's driving the cost of them up a little bit as well it does uh but then the gas issue man gas is so high right it now. is but your steel and things like that the chassis are what's hard to get right mm-hmm. now so even those the ones that sell the most the dealerships that sell the most are the ones that are first in line to get anything new and so a lot of people are struggling to get vehicles in yeah you, you know towards the middle of covid we started seeing some car lots with less and less inventory right. now you drive past some car lots and they've got like 10 15 new vehicles and that's it right it's almost like the housing market yeah oh yeah <laughs> inventory's just not there but it, it's but not. uh yeah we got but we've got to raise the money because it's it's going to cost the last quote we got uh, about a month ago for a brand new one was about a hundred and ninety thousand dollars wow it's gone way up because we only paid a about ninety-five thousand, I think, for the twenty-seven, twenty-nine foot. Now, vehicle. is is there grant money available to help cover some of these costs? We've looked into it. There's not a whole lot that specifically go for that, um, but the the foundation has graciously agreed. They helped us raise the funds for the other one, so they have some funds left from that. The library has some funds in reserve that they're willing to let let go of and so this fundraiser we hope will will take care of the rest of it again with us this morning we have rita shacklett and also mark crocker and uh, once more mark is on the community development board uh, or he's the chair of it and this is part of a a fundraising effort uh, a committee that's been put together to help fundraise and again it is for the purchase of a new bookmobile you know i remember years and years ago in places like nashville they had big bookmobiles that were the size of a regular full-size school bus. Right. 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 They they got away from that. And actually, we're only one of three in the state of Tennessee that have bookmobiles in, in the library system. Although, now I think Nashville had contacted me about ours and what we did. And I think a couple of others are looking into maybe getting an, another one again. And they'll be outfitted a little bit differently now than what they used to be. But... Now, whatever happened with the fundraiser that I think it was last year where they were raising funds in order to help kind of redo parts of the Eagleville Library, which is an older building, been there since, what, 60s, 70s? No, not that long. Um, Probably um, early 2000s, maybe. I'm not sure. We took it over in 2006. Okay. came into the system but but the building itself was there before yes and and they built it to actually about a third of it is for the library and so each year that's what this committee and and what the foundation does is they determine where those proceeds are going to go each year and so last year it was for the eagleville library 
they decided at right now they're going to sit on that money and hopefully can get some property or something for a new building and so keeping that back for that and so this year they've chosen the bookmobile as their as their and so next year it'll be something different well i I know building costs have literally skyrocketed and part of that is because it is harder for contractors to get materials in there's windows for example on back order like crazy for contractors right um but these little things that have to all come together in order to have a complete house or building it does make it very hard for new construction and there's not a lot of available land in in the eagleville area and so we're just kind of sitting back and biding our time and we know that when the time's right something will become available now in in other news or progress around the city i know they're putting in a new turn lane right here on south church that will i guess go out to broad street um but there's going to be a lot of big renovation projects going on throughout downtown murfreesboro that may mean changes for the downtown library too probably but we don't know to what extent I mean, we haven't heard anything probably in the last uh, four to six months. So right now we're just keeping on, keeping on. Well, and that's, I guess, all you can do. Right. At one point, there were talks by the Murfreesboro mayor to possibly have multiple satellite branches of the local library. And the thought even came about, well, why not turn some of these old drugstores, pharmacies that have closed down or been purchased out or whatever the case is, turn those into different local neighborhood libraries well whatever became of all of that not much um part of the problem is the ones that were available were they in an area where we needed one number one because some of them are already like there's there's one over close to mgl and line mall and the tech well we don't need one there um there's one out in the blackman area but the size of the building for that area because the Blackman area is such a huge and dense, pop, densely populated area that it's just not sufficient. You know, it, it seems like the two fastest growing areas right now would be, of course, the Blackman area. Then the other area would be down South Church, right? Uh, which is on the opposite side of the interstate headed towards Shelbyville. But there are new neighborhoods going up like crazy right. that direction. And when you have that, you need a lot of children's programming. You need a lot of flexible space. Meeting space has been at a premium. I mean, we can't. Our, our meeting rooms at every location are booked all the time. Rent is so much higher today as well compared to just a few years ago. Right, right. So we're trying to make spaces even in our our smaller locations where the people can gather and meet and do what they need to do. What are some of the other cities outside of Tennessee doing? I mean, when you go to different events or conventions involving, I guess, librarians from all over the country, what what are they doing that is different maybe from what we're doing that are ideas that could catch on here? Well, a lot of it, of course, has to do with technology, which we do um, at every location, but especially at our technology center. Um, so that that facet, I think we have covered pretty well. They have studios, recording studios, which we have small ones. Um, they're doing a lot in some areas with the homeless population and, and feedings and things like that and social workers. And, and we'll have uh, the Public Library Association will have their conference next week. And so I'll be, we have several of us attending that. So we'll see more on what kind of trends are out there. But you can see everything from um, 
checking out power tools and puzzles and cake R- renting pans. power tools oh, yes. in the library. Oh, yes. But again, that depends on the demographic area that your library is located in. You know, for some of these areas, their library is their social hub, and that's where they get everything. And for us, because we have such a diverse community, some of those things don't really go here. You know, they don't need them. You know, so. and Rutherford County is an interesting area, and I don't think a lot of people really notice it. Uh, but it, the reason why I think it's so fascinating is because you do have huge companies like Nissan, and you've got Amazon here. You've got Nissan's world headquarters are located just down the street in Franklin. You've got such a mix of population from these huge companies that started in places like Japan. Right. And, and with that comes folks from all over the world right. and Murfreesboro. And some of that, Scott, has to do with, again, your demographic uh, area. Um, and that's one of the things the foundation tries to do is, is they, they talk with us. We're actually fixing to work on our new strategic plan. And we'll be having a community planning committee where we pull in a diverse group of people that kind of represent Rutherford County um, to see where they see the county going, what they want to see in the county, and then how does the library fit into that. And so if you don't listen to your community, you're just kind of throwing things. It's like throwing things to the wall and seeing what sticks, you know, and that's not that's not a good way to work definitely again we're talking about the rutherford county library system this morning and we got to take a quick break but when we come back there are different programs and events coming up and again we'll talk more about the special fundraiser on east main street uh, but then also you can can your fines with canned goods right and that is another event coming up in april right so we'll talk more about that and several other items as well. Time is 8.30. You're tuned in to WGNS. A check on that weather forecast comes your way next. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Fair Construction offers high quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall, shop local. Let our family business help you, Fair Construction Company. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas' chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. Mostly cloudy skies here for this afternoon with a high around 70 degrees. Winds out of the south of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, chance for rain alone near 48. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 50. 
This is Jason with Tire World. Our annual at-cost tire sale is here. Now through Saturday, Tire World will sell all tire brands with no markup, 20% off installation, and give up to $100 on select manufacturer rebates. So, quick recap. No markup on tires, installation discounted, and money back on brands like Michelin, Continental, and more. This sale only happens twice a year, so don't miss out and call us today. At Tire World, we keep your family rolling. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.32. You're tuned to WGNS, your good neighbor station. Again, our guest this morning with the Rutherford County Library System. Mark Crocker is with us today. He is with the Rutherford County Libraries Foundation. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit more about the upcoming fundraiser. And also with us is Library Director Rita Shacklett. And uh, so, Rita, going back to the, uh, the big fundraiser coming up, uh, are all the library staff going to be there helping out? There'll be some, but it's mostly the foundation that that does all the work. They're they're a bunch of hardworking people. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if if only I could get volunteers just to come in here and do everything at the station. I, sounds uh, like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so at this upcoming fundraiser again, it is going to be May seventh. It'll be on East Main Street. This is going to be like a an outdoor party type event. Uh, and weather should be a lot nicer then. So, well, yes, we're hoping the weather's going to cooperate with us again this year. Last year, the weather was perfect for this event. Come the evening, um, it's going to be a rain or shine type thing. Uh, there are no plans to move it indoors anywhere. So, um, what we're looking for are sponsors for this event right now. Uh, our big ask right now is we're looking for a presenting sponsor uh, that requires a ten thousand dollar donation. But again, you've heard the cost of what a bookmobile is going to take. Uh, so we need to raise some money. We, ra- we need to raise some serious money. And, you know, just to kind of highlight the bookmobile and, I don't know, the, the duties of the bookmobile, it goes out into areas, to neighborhoods where they don't have a library within, you know, just a short walking distance to them so i mean it's serving a lot of people a lot of areas and if i'm not mistaken it also visits local nursing homes and assisted living homes that's that's our thursday stops is primarily nursing homes assisted living things like that but they go to daycares and preschools and uh, housing projects and uh, they'll go to special events Um, but there's they stay out four to five days a week you know, there's been so many times where we would be over there at Stones River Manor because, you know, they, they do commercials and we'll go over there and talk to the folks from time to time. But I've talked to so many who have, have lived there over the years, and one of their big excitements is, well, this week I'm going to get such and such book. The library is coming by here. I've got to turn these books in. But but they get excited about it. Oh, they love it. And I think it's as much the social aspect as anything because our staff, especially the ones that go out to those particular stops, spend time with those folks and they know what they like. They go and handpick things for them. They spend a lot of time. The staff that go out on the bookmobile really spend a lot of time and really work hard to serve people. They've even 
try to do some homebound deliveries and stuff during COVID. Well, that That's, you know, COVID, the whole pandemic in general, it, it has been a lot to, to deal with and you had to make changes throughout right. that whole period. Um, and those changes, I'm sure some of them were quite expensive, but they were things you had to do in order to be right. able to be open safely and not spread COVID-19. Exactly. And so we're really looking forward, as Mark said, we've got a presenting, we're looking for a presenting sponsor for 10,000. That's just one. And Mark, what all goes into that? What do they get for that $10,000? Well, for $10,000, you get your name on all the printed materials. Uh, you get two tables, uh, seating eight people each. Uh, we will put the food on your table for you. We will bring you drinks. We will bring you whatever you want, <laughs> as long as it's legal. Um, so what we're looking for is someone to really step up to the plate here. Uh, this is a community effort. And like you noted, the, the bookmobile does go to the nursing homes and the elderly in the area. That's something that kind of surprised me. I grew up here in Murfreesboro, and of course, back in the 60s and the late 50s, we didn't really have nursing homes in this area. Uh, you took care of your family or you shipped them off, basically. And of course, the, the population count has changed so dramatically since that time period, which, which really calls for a bigger need for things like a mobile library. Exactly. And, and that's something, like Rita, you were saying, we haven't had in a while now because the old bookmobile it no longer works right but the like i said staff is very creative so they're using the sedan and the van and the transit van or whatever they need to take materials to these places so that they don't stop taking the materials but for those kids it's there's nothing like going out on that bookmobile that that's special to them so and i think mark you've got some other sponsorship levels don't you that we do uh, actually we have a sponsorship level that's uh, five to seven thousand dollars uh, here again, you get brought to you by verbiage on all the printed materials. Uh, you get reserve tables, two reserve tables again, eight apiece. Uh, and you get a cocktail named after your business. For example, last year, Smyrna Ready Mix was one of our sponsors. Uh, you can order a Smyrna Ready Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does the business decide, well, here's what's going to go into this drink. And that's funny. That's cool. Exactly. Uh, we also have a sponsorship level that's three thousand to four thousand nine ninety nine, and for that you get one table that will seat eight guests, and you get your business logo and all the printed materials. For five hundred dollars, you can get four tickets and your business logo on the printed materials. Um, last year we raised about forty thousand dollars. It was about forty five thousand, but after we took cost and stuff, I think we actual proceeds that went to Eagle were about thirty to thirty five thousand. So clearly we have a significant amount of money to raise here. Last year we had about 120 to 150 in attendance. We're shooting for about 200 this year, hoping to be able to really decrease the cost of this bookmobile. We are really looking to see if we can fund most of it uh, okay. through this fundraising effort. So is the goal, if you don't raise the exact amount that's needed for a bookmobile, is there a goal of financing a bookmobile or what are the plans there? No, we have some available funds, and so we're hoping it should be pretty close. We'll just have to do a little more fundraising. Um, we don't finance. Public libraries don't typically finance anything. <laughs> That's good. That's we good. just don't do that. <laughs> and, of course, for those who are new to the area, the library system, the Rutherford County Library System, 
I guess starting with Line Ball in downtown Murfreesboro, it's been here since for 1948. Years. 48. They opened their doors. They actually started working on things in 47, but they opened their doors April 1st, 1948. So you're right there at 75 years mm-hmm. of serving the community. And, of course, the library was not always right next door to the radio station where it is now mm-hmm. at the corner of Church and Vine. It was prior to that in what used to be the post office. Well, if you really want to get technical, it started in the courthouse in a room upstairs. And, but that primarily served teachers in the community. And so when they started working on it, they actually got the Hale home uh, on the old Tennessee uh, Central Middle School, uh, Central Magnets campus um, where the Tennessee College for Women was. It was the old president's home. From there, they moved to the old Elks building, which is no longer there. And that's where I started going. I don't uh, know, where, where was that, it, the old it's Elks It's the building. parking lot by, by next to Beckman's. Okay. There used to be a big red brick building with a front porch. It was really cool. And from there, they moved to the old post office where Center for the Arts is now. And then from there, they moved in 1992 in June. We opened up on Civic Plaza. And again, right now, you are at Civic Plaza, but there are calls for, you know, the city offices to actually start growing even more. So that could lead to changes there in the future it could i don't like i said i haven't heard anything from the city lately so they may have changed their plans that had been in the discussion a year or so ago but i don't know that that's the case now but we're, we're open to lots of things where we one thing in the in the public library world you have to be flexible not only with the programs and things that you do the services you provide um, because it's constantly changing but you know with what is available to you one of the ideas that we have heard talks about is whenever the city moves forward with building a park in the Blackman area, there will be a small satellite office location there for a library. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be, a, when I say small, 1,500 square feet, 2,000. I mean, there's really no telling yet. Oh, it'd have to be bigger than that in the Blackman area. Yeah. Again, Blackman area, I was told by a realtor the other day that 57% of Rutherford County's population is in that area. Wow. And, and with a, homes, a big, they, yeah. homes are selling so quick They're right just now. going up like crazy. And I went out to Eagleville last night, and there's like three new subdivisions going up. Isn't it wild out Between there? Rockvale and Eagleville, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, there, there are a lot of new residents in the Eagleville area, and I don't know that the most recent 2021 census really counts uh, that number, you know, because you do have a lot of folks who haven't moved in yet because there's so many houses that are in the process of being built. Right. Some of them are adding like 50 new homes. I think one of them, somebody told me yesterday, 250 homes were going in that subdivision. And I'm thinking the property apparently goes way back from the road. So, and, and, you know, zero lot lines and things like that are real popular now. People don't want a lot of yard to take care of. And so they're cramming them in. Yeah. And, you know, I think Eagleville is one day going to be a really hot spot for neighborhoods, a lot more neighborhoods than what we already see, which means another need for increased service by the library right and whether that's a obviously they're going to need a new building they need a new building now but you know that's another reason that this fundraiser is so important because that bookmobile and possibly you know if we get a used one first having two where we can actually go out into neighborhoods because it's not just a building's not going to be enough anymore 
And as we close out this segment, because we do have another segment coming up about the library system that we uh, we want to make sure gets on the air that talks about the tech center, talks about different summer programs, talks about reading programs. So we want to get to that in just a second. But as we close out this section this morning, again, the big fundraiser is coming up May 7th. It's going to be on East Main. And the goal, uh, again, Mark, is to what? Like I said, we want to fund as much of this bookmobile as we can. Uh, we're we're hoping to raise about sixty to seventy thousand dollars. So, want to buy a, a new bookmobile, which is a big need here in our community. And that fundraiser again May seventh. And to learn more or buy tickets, what do they need to do? Well, they can call Rita. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they can call Mark <laughs> uh, at the library office. Um, and we will be getting materials in the mail. Uh, we had a significant uh, mail out last year to people. Um, so definitely, if, if you would like to attend, tickets are $60 a piece if that's how you want to go. Call Reed at the library. We'll get your name on the mailing list and we will... We'll get you something. That's right. We'll take credit cards. We'll take cash. We'll take however you want to pay. Sounds Bitcoin. good. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Again, May 7th is a date. Sponsors are still needed. The fundraiser is, again, going to be on East Main Street, and the goal is to buy a new bookmobile. Uh, again, with us this morning, we have Rita Shacklett, Rutherford County Library Director, and then also Mark Crocker with the Rutherford County Libraries Foundation. And in the next segment we're going to head to, is going to talk all about different programs within the library system. But uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Time right now, 845. More news on the local library system to come. So make sure you stay with us. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. Great news! With recent announcements from the CDC and a nationwide relaxing of mask mandates and guidelines, patrons are no longer expected to wear masks at library branches. Individuals with immune disorders and other high-risk conditions are strongly encouraged to use their best judgment when visiting the library. While RCLS will continue to offer many online classes and programs, many in-person and live events will return starting soon. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. Curbside service is still available Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sundays from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. 
The American Library Association, or ALA, and its divisions support their Ukrainian colleagues and will work with the global library community to answer the appeal from the Ukrainian Library Association to provide accurate information as a means to support democracy and freedom of expression. ALA has adopted into its policies Article 19 of the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights, which states, Everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes the freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media, regardless of frontiers. The ALA continues to encourage its members to help raise public consciousness regarding the many ways in which disinformation and media manipulation are used to mislead public opinion in all its spheres of life, and further encourages librarians to facilitate this awareness with collection development, library programming, and public outreach that draws the public's attention to those alternative sources of information dedicated to countering and revealing the disinformation. National Library Week is April 3rd through the 9th. It is a time to celebrate our nation's libraries, library workers' contributions, and promote library use and support. National Library Week has been sponsored by the ALA since 1958 and is observed in libraries across the country each April. All types of libraries, school, public, academic, and special, participate. In the mid-1950s, research showed that Americans were spending less on books and more on radios, televisions, and musical instruments. Concerned that Americans were reading less, the ALA and the American Book Publishers formed a non-profit citizens organization called the National Book Committee in 1954. The committee's goals were ambitious. They ranged from encouraging people to read in their increasing leisure time, to improving incomes and health, and developing strong and happy family life. With the cooperation of ALA and with help from the Advertising Council, the first National Library Week was observed in 1958 with the theme, Wake Up and Read. This year's honorary chair of National Library Week is award-winning actress, comedian, and legendary Saturday Night Live cast member, Molly Shannon. Rutherford County Master Gardeners are back the first Saturday in April to continue their great gardening series. April's topic is Preparing Your Plot. All of our events at Lime Bar are free and open to the public. Check out all the upcoming book groups and events at Lime Bar by visiting our calendar at rclstn.org. You can also learn more about all RCLS events by signing up to receive our monthly newsletter at rclstn.org. Once again, that's rclstn.org. Now let's hear from Lime Bar Youth Services. Hello, this is Katie Turner, the Youth Services Coordinator at Linebaugh. This is Emily Garrett, Youth Services Assistant at Linebaugh. It's starting to feel like spring. It is! The patio at Linebaugh is starting to bloom with daffodils, and the bushes are getting some green on them, too. Our weekly quest kits reflect that switch to spring as well, with fun bird's nest and butterfly crafts to do at home. This spring, our storytime themes have been based on character, strengths, and virtues, timeless, positive qualities which are valued across the globe. So far, we've covered themes of kindness, curiosity, love, and self-control. In the next few weeks, we'll be talking about fairness, honesty, appreciation of beauty, and mindfulness. All ages story times are offered every Tuesday and Wednesday from 10 to 10.45 a.m. That's right. We do the same story time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, whichever fits best in your schedule. Our spring story time season runs from January through mid-April. We've had great crowds recently at all our story times, and it's been so great to see all our friends back in the library. We also offer itty bitty story times every Thursday at 10 a.m. for our littlest patrons, the zero to 23 month olds. Itty bitty story times are usually about 15 to 20 minutes long and feature lap bounces, tickles, and scarf songs. 
Also, our Thousand Books Before Kindergarten graduation party is coming up on Friday, April 29th. Be sure to update your progress with us at the library so we can send our graduates an invitation. We're slowly adding things back to the library, and I'm glad to say our clubs are now back in full swing. The Youth Magic Club, Lego Club, and Teen Book Club each meet one Saturday a month, and Girls Who Code Club and the Tween Creative Writing Club meet after school during the week. Check out our full program list on our website or on the printed monthly newsletter available in the Youth Services Department. If you're a tween or teen who'd like to get more involved with the library, book displays, and youth programming, consider joining our Teen Advisory Board. For more information, please contact Elizabeth at E-O-Z-M-E-N-T at rclstn.org. We're also looking for teen volunteers for our summer reading program. If you're between the ages of 12 and 18, you can apply online from the link on Line Boss Teen Corner page or by completing a paper application available at the Youth Services Desk. And speaking of summer, this year's summer reading theme is Oceans of Possibilities. Look for more details in the coming weeks on our website and on the Rutherford County Library System's Facebook page. We've got some great sponsors, performers, and programs lined up. For more information about any of Lineball Library's programs, please call 615-893-4131, extension 114, or visit us online at rclstn.org. We hope to see you soon at Lineball. Hello, my name is Burl Beasley, and I would like to invite you to become a member of the Friends of Lineball Library. For over 40 years, the Friends organization has been supporting our local libraries by sponsoring programming, helping with the purchase of equipment and technology, and recognizing the staff for a job well done. To join Friends, email us at foalintheborough at gmail.com and request a membership form, or simply come by either Lineball, Myrtle Glanton Lord Library at Patterson Park, or the Tech and get one from the circulation desk. We look forward to your support. Hi. Are overdue fines keeping you from using your public library? You can take care of them with canned goods from your pantry. For one week only, patrons of Rutherford County Library System will have the option to bring in canned goods to pay off their library fines. Not only will you be getting rid of some fines, but you'll be helping your neighbor too. To commemorate National Library Week, April 3rd through the 9th, all branches of the RCLS will be collecting food donations. Smyrna's collection will go to the Nourish Food Bank, Eagleville's to the Eagleville Community Center Food Bank, while Limebaugh MG on the Tech, they will collect for the Salvation Army. Bring your canned goods to the front desk and staff will waive your fines for your overdue items. Charges for lost or damaged items or referral fees cannot be waived. Each can donated will waive $1 in fines. Please bring only new, unopened cans within their expiration date. No fines? No problem. You can help out and make a food donation anyway. Since both of the food banks and the Salvation Army are committed to helping provide for those in need, you can be sure that your donations are going to a good cause. Remember, the library is only collecting canned goods for the food drive. To find out if you owe any fines, simply go to the RCLS website at rclstn.org and log in using your library card number and your PIN, which is typically the last six digits of your library card. Hello there, everyone. It's Kathleen from the Technology Engagement Center, located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro. Quest kits are again available at the Tech. We're focusing on Earth Sciences this time, on our way to Citizen Science Month in April. Stop by the Tech and pick up the current Quest kits now. All have crafts that inspire exploration and encourage curiosity about the world around us and are focused on aspects of STEAM education. 
There are a few more basic computer and Microsoft Office classes in March at both the Tech and at Smyrna Public Library. The basic computer classes will continue in April thanks to our community partner, Goodwill. Are you feeling creative? Did you know that you can stretch your creative muscles at the Tech? Sign up for a Makerspace orientation and learn to use the 3D printer and the Glowforge laser printer at the Technology Engagement Center. There are more exciting things to come at the Makerspace very soon, so watch the website and social media for news. The AARP Tax Assist volunteers tell me that there are still some openings available in the free Tax Assist program. Call 615-900-0981 to set your free appointment now. Cloud printing is available at the Technology Engagement Center and the Smyrna Public Library. Visit our website and look for the cloud printing link in the list of services at those two branches. Follow the instructions. It is easy as select your printer, add your email, upload your document. You can do it from your PC or your phone. RCLS will have a booth at the MTE Earth Day celebration on Saturday, April 23rd. Stop by and see us on the historic square in Murfreesboro. It sounds like it's going to be a very good time. Rutherford County Master Gardeners are back the first Saturday in April to continue their great gardening series. April's topic is preparing your plot. All of our events at Lime Bar are free and open to the public. Check out all the upcoming book groups and events at Lime Bar by visiting our calendar at rclstn.org. You can also learn more about all RCLS events by signing up to receive our monthly newsletter at rclstn.org. Once again, that's rclstn.org. Hello, this is Reagan Arcamano here to share with you some interesting things you might not know about Limebaugh Public Library in Murfreesboro. As an intern this semester, I've been able to experience much of what Limebaugh has to offer, some of which I didn't know anything about before. One of the most interesting things about Limebaugh is their wide variety of clubs and activities. While I was aware of some of the bigger programs, like the Summer Reading Program, there are many other opportunities for the Murfreesboro community to enjoy the library throughout the year, including story times, clubs, informational seminars, and special events. The best way to check in on upcoming events is to visit rclstn.org calendar. Did you know that Limebaugh has more than just books available for checkout? With your library card, you can also check out audiobooks, CDs, video games, movies and TV shows, and other materials. Library staff are always more than willing to help you find just what you're looking for. Linebot also offers several resources and services that can be used in-house. We have computers, a printer with scan, fax, and copy functions, tax forms, notary services, test proctoring, and even a driver's license renewal kiosk. Do you prefer ebooks or streaming on your device? You can download the Libby app on your smart device and download ebooks from the library. You can also access Hoopla using your library card and stream movies, TV shows, music, and audiobooks. One of the most exciting things about Limebaugh and Murfreesboro is that all of these resources, materials, and events are completely free to the public. If you ever have any questions or want to know more about what the library offers, feel free to visit our website at rclstn.org or visit us in person.
Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, and the Technology Engagement Center, as well as the newly opened Historical Research Center. For a list of all the events you heard here today and more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.